0: to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Cara Berry. This week, we're doing something different. For the first time, really, on the main feed, I'm going to be doing an Ask Me Anything. I asked you guys on Instagram for questions. Usually, I do these Ask Me Anythings behind the paywall of Patreon, because uh, sometimes... Y'all will ask me an occasional messy question. So it's like, amen for that. We don't have to talk about this on the main feed. However, we stuck to just pop culture questions. Doesn't mean I won't get messy. It just means it's not going to be personal shit. Okay. So sorry in advance if that's what you were looking for. It's not happening, B. It's not happening. Um, But over here on the main feed. Yeah. This is another reason to follow me on Instagram and everyone's business but mine. Because sometimes at the very last minute, I'm like, um, you know. Could I talk about Potomac? Yeah. Am I going to enjoy it? No. I'll talk about that more because one of you did ask me about that. But I got to find something for this episode. And I really could have just taken the week off or this today off. But I decided, you know, let's let's chat, you know, just a little coffee talk between me and you today. And uh, let's get into it because you guys asked me good questions and a great many questions. And I don't want you guys to be sitting here for hours. Or do I? I don't know. Anyway, we're going to start. I'm not going to say anybody's names because, I don't know, it's not anonymous. It's on Instagram. But for the sake of consistency, okay, let's get into it. (laughs) Starting with, well, this is a difficult question, okay? I've realized that this is a hard question for me to answer. So this person asked me, what is it about Ryan Reynolds that makes him so annoying? I can't put my finger on it. I just, like, I hate him for no reason, but it's not just me. You're right, girl. There are many of us. Welcome to the club. I welcome you with open arms. Uh, Listen, you guys, I know, okay? Here's a little peek behind the curtain, right? Like, as far as the ads go, if I'm not saying them, I don't know every ad that comes on this podcast, okay? But I do know that I've been doing a couple rants here and there about Mr. Reynolds. And y'all are letting me know that his Mint Mobile ads are on the podcast. But you know what? I didn't say I wasn't going to take a check from that man. I just said I didn't fuck with him, okay? And I think that's incredibly fair because him and his wife got married on a plantation. And I just don't like their PR game. It's just not for me. I'm not buying what they're selling. Okay, great. You guys want to be like a cutesy, jokey couple and you can roast on your wife and make jokes and hee hee hees or whatever but I just don't need to be roped into it it's just like every headline that they read about I read about them is just so (laughs) like you guys are like I don't I don't want to need to be here you know like I don't want to see this and I don't want to have to be exposed to it so it's just like Ryan Reynolds roast Blake Lively on Valentine's Day by showing Instagram his butt cheeks or like some dumb shit like that (laughs) And I'm just like what's the end game here Am I supposed to find you guys relatable? And I also think that I have the sting of um, the blind items and the allegations about his last relationship with Scarlett Johansson. Not that I'm about to defend uh, Lady Tree over here. But I did hear that he was like not nice to her, was very much telling her shine, did not want her to be a working actress and just basically wanted him to be like her to be the, you know, the pip to his Gladys Knight, couldn't handle a woman at the peak of her career, at the beginning of the peak of her career at that time when they were together, right? So I just always felt a type away from him about that. Maybe, I don't know if you know that, but that's that's my thing. That's my thing. Anyway, should I cut to a Mitt Mobile ad now? <laughs> All right, the next question is about Sister Wives. What was my favorite moment from the last season? And what are my thoughts and predictions about the upcoming season and the future of the show? In terms of the favorite moment from last season, oh, definitely it was Cody and Janelle getting into it, him slamming the door, being like, I'm not going to listen to you. And then Janelle, furious, just sits there for a second And turns to the production and goes, cut the cameras. Shut it (laughs) off. And I just love that. Not because of what happened in the moment. Like, that was good enough. But then we find out later in the season that she, like, did some errands, maybe 45 minutes after this incredible fight where she basically broke up with her husband of how many decades? And she was like, I just sat in the parking lot and I felt great. (laughs) Like, she felt no remorse and was like, you know, honestly, weight off my shoulder. So I love that, you know, for for what happened in the moment and also what it bred in the future. As far as the upcoming season, I'm worried that Sister Wives is going to do what they did with 19 Kins and Counting slash Counting On, where we get a wedding special and then the following season, like a one-off, you know, postseason wedding special and then the following season is the lead up and the planning and the whatnot all the details leading up to the wedding that we already saw so I you know I mean not that any season of 19 kids accounting was interesting but it I don't really love that format so I don't know I'm a little bit concerned I really would like to see the weddings that we have not talked about on the show like I don't think they filmed Gwen's wedding, but Logan gets married, and I want to see the dynamics of that. I want to see Robin justify whatever weirdo behavior that I'm sure she engaged in at those weddings and all the receptions. I think they showed up—she and Cody showed up late to a wedding. Like, they didn't show up until the reception, you know. I would like to see what uh, what foibles Robin got into that led to that, because I know it was some fake shit. And, um— Yeah, I mean, I think that would really be it. I mean, I don't, you know, like, I don't really care about love. I'm so happy for Christine, okay? I really am. I don't really need to see the build-up to the love story because, again, we saw the wedding special. It's like, I got it, you know? I get it. I don't need to hear any more explanation as to how they met, why they love each other, all that. Like, I would just like us to not have that be such a central storyline. But, of course, it's going to be because it's like, oh— You know, Christine was the first one to leave the cuckoo's nest. And so we got to, you know, heavy handedly go on her journey from that. So I get it. I just don't know how interesting it's going to be. But listen, I don't count on Sister Wives to be interesting. I'm still going to watch it. So whatever. (laughs) I would also really like to know how Leon and Audrey factor into the family in terms of their dynamics. Are they getting along with Cody are they talking to Christine? What are their relationships with with Christine and Janelle's kids? I mean, Christine did invite Audrey and Leon to the wedding. They were there. So I'm assuming things must be chill with them. But I would just like to know more about Leon. But it kind of seems like maybe Leon doesn't want to be featured on the show or even spoken about. I don't know. It, like, do we know that for a fact? Have they said that? Or is this just what we're assuming because they're not on the show? I would like to know more about Leon. I would like to know more about Logan. I would like to know more about the older kids and their dynamics with Cody and Robin. Really more Robin. Like, how do they all feel? Um, And I would just like to see more of the Utah kids. And really, by that, I mean Aspen, not so much McKelty. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) The next question is, if I had to be a cast member on any Bravo reality show, which one am I living through? And I think it would probably be the most seamless transition with maybe Summer House. I can't imagine doing the housewife thing because I like having real friendships with women. And that doesn't really happen. Um, and I'm not, also not going back and forth with you, Kyle Richards, okay? Let's get that clear. <laughs> I'm not going back and forth with anybody. And I don't want to do it. So yeah, probably summer house. Cause you know, I one thing about me is like y'all would be calling me a hashtag bed bug too, probably. So there is that. <laughs> there is that. Or maybe you'd call me like a like a like a deck chair bug. Cause I I, I do like to get my vitamin D. So anyway, yeah, I think summer house. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there a scandal or anything crazy that happened in my hometown or high school? Um, we did have in my hometown the um, runaway bride. Her name is Jennifer Wilbanks. This happened like like late nineties, early two thousands. In my high school, um, hmm, I don't think so. There was. Oh, I can't say this. <laughs> There was something that highly embarrassing that happened to somebody that I went to high school with, but I, I will not share it, you know, because it's not fair. Like, if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, girl, like I, if somebody told that about me, this is about to be my 20th year of graduating high school puke. Um, I would be mortified. So, you know, in the, in the sense of sisterhood, we're not we're not going to go there. Um, but no, I don't think we had like a thing that happened at our high school. Next question, ironically from somebody I did go to high school with. <laughs> um, what, how would I shake up the Atlanta or Potomac Housewives, or do I think they just need all new casts? Um, no, I wouldn't recommend a full reboot a la New York with either of them. I think—I'm going to start with Potomac. The Green-Eyed Bandits need to be broken up, and I think— the best way to do that, honestly, even though I can't, I, I think I dislike Robin and Giselle equally at this point. Like, I'm both ugh, with them. However, I think Robin, to me, seems more like a person who, if you separate them from the alpha, they're more likely to forge friendships with other people. So I think I would axe Giselle, honestly, I love the girls. You know I do, but like, i do like, what are we doing? Occasionally FaceTiming Jason? Like, what else is happening in her life? I mean, we've been now, a few years now, a few seasons worth of storyline of her processing her daughters eventually leaving the home. One finally is now, and then we got Angel and Adore coming up quickly. Okay, I just don't know how many more conversations we can have about her being an empty nester. Like, this has been a couple seasons now. Like, I get it. I get it. Uh, so yeah, I would I would do Giselle because I think I would just, yeah, and honestly, like NECA, I'm not really seeing the the necessity of NECA. I can understand why people don't see a necessity in Wendy. However, I feel like Wendy's never really gotten a fair shake to just be fun. It's like every season, somebody's got some sort of weird agenda that she's got a battle against them. And I just don't think that we've ever gotten to see full Wendy Osefo. I just feel like she's always on the defense. And it's not really because of shit that she necessarily has caused herself. So I would like to see Wendy just have a fun season where she's not fighting with anybody. Other than that, I would be perfectly fine with keeping everybody else. I just think we got to break up those GEBs. I really do. I think it. I think that's necessary. Atlanta, I don't have an answer for. I do think something different needs to happen, but y'all know I'm a candy girl, and I'm just not letting go of her. Okay, like you can, y'all can tweet, (laughs) y'all can do whatever you want. That's my mama. Okay, and I'm just not gonna let go of her. And uh, you know. Fight me if you want to. Okay, so I I think we could let go of Marlo, honestly. I think I've had a lot of feelings about Kenya. I don't... She just feels tired, over it, stale. Like, the franchise feels stale, and I just don't really know what to do with it. I do think that there is something to Drew Sidora that I do want to see at least for one more season. I don't know what Atlanta needs, honestly, and I wish I did. I wish anybody knew what to do with Atlanta. I think that's the problem is that nobody has an answer as to what would be the solution. Because let's be real, like, we want the girls back who have left the building years ago. The Nene in our minds and the Portia in our minds don't exist anymore, you know? And let's be real, like the worst version of Portia was the married version and it, she seems really down bad for that Nigerian man so I don't think that you know like I just think she's got a different life and she's just not gonna be the princess of Thoughtlandia anymore and that's what I want from her I mean we know that old NeNe truly has left a building and She can say what she wants to say and say that she's a team player and that she wasn't difficult and whatever. If we didn't see it happen on camera, but whatever, girl, Nene is a legend. But we got to keep her in the memes and in seasons one through whatever the fuck and just love her from afar, you know. So it's just hard. It's just hard. I would love if I had to choose. Honestly, I would pick Portia. I think she would have more there. I think she'd be more of a team player, but I just don't think the spark would be there anymore. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. In a similar vein, the next question is, what is my favorite real housewife of all time and why? And the housewife that really resonates with me. I wouldn't say that Candy resonates with me. Like nothing about our lives truly intersect outside of black women, you know, with fat asses. But I do just find myself more connected to her. Maybe just in terms of like how she would how she navigates being on the show. Like I think I would just be chill like that. Like I don't really want to fight unless you really put me in a place and then I got to come for you, okay? And I tell the truth and you're not going to catch me in any sort of bamboozlement. Cuz one thing about Candy is like everybody who lies on her She's like, not only are y'all lying on me, I have the proof. Every time she has the proof, I don't know why anybody tries to say, Drew Sidor, like you did last season, that you know for a fact that Candy is a liar. She's not. This has never happened. So, I, yeah, I resonate with her in the sense of, like, I think that I would navigate the housewives the same way. Favorite little housewife of all time, honestly? Honestly? Might be Luanne Dulleseps, if I'm saying. We're going to have to keep the Diana Ross Halloween costume aside. And the things that she said about indigenous people and uh, skinning skinning them or whatever she said. We're going to have to, you know, listen, they're not a housewife. that so we can't point to some problematic behavior. Like, you know, we have to keep our scruples pretty relative in the world of the housewives. But I think it might be Luann. She's just... Salute a bad bitch when you see one You know like I just I think about her all the time She's been through it We've seen her at her lowest Literally Ass up in a plant Drunk in a bush And you know Also you know I got the yacht What she thought was her highest But was actually her lowest You know A year away from being in the back of a cop car Threatening to kill said policeman. So, you know, I just, she's been through it. And I, I appreciate her all the way. And I really found my appreciation for her, <clears throat> excuse me, um, with the Rony Ultimate Girls trip. I think she was like super cool. I think when Luann is just herself, just like horse voice Lou was like a little bit hungover, glasses on, she's in a bikini looking as good as a 19 year old. At her age, her face is flawless. The card on her face will never decline. And it only gets better. The credit lines are just going further and further up. It's incredible. She looks amazing. Her body T. She's super thick. She's super pretty. And I just love her. Like, as a housewife, just incredible. One of the best to ever do it. Like, there's never been a time where Luann has... Failed us as a housewife, you know, like she got put down to the friend of that one season and she rose to the occasion. That was probably her best season where she was like, okay, she was rightfully humbled and knew how to play the game to get her Apple back. And she did. She did. And she also has these horrible moments of like, you know, telling Bethany to make sure that she tells the limo driver to call her by her name, Mrs. Deloseps or the Countess, you know, this is like completely delusional. And the moment where she calls, she's at the Hamptons. She's about to go to some fabulous party and leave her kids. So she's calling the pizza pe- person to order a pizza for them. And she tells them, "What's your name, Countess Luan, ma'am? <laughs> just, just say Luan. The Countess. The Countess. It's the Countess. Your girl. Just say Louanne. So, yeah, I mean, who does it better? Who does it better? These questions are actually in incredible, incredible order. Um, The next one is, what's wrong with Larsa? (laughs) What's right with her, girl? I don't know. Like, she, well, I tweeted this the other day. She's on my list of people who have suffered and continue to suffer from high self-esteem. Other examples include Cody Brown and Caroline Calloway. Um, It's just... Everything comes back to Larsa. She seems to be under the impression that she is the most famous, break the internet, everybody's talking about me, the name on everybody's lips is Larsa Pippen woman. And it's just so funny to me because that's not true. But she believes it. She truly believes it. Everything that Larsa says is said with absolute, like, no sense of irony, complete conviction. It rarely makes sense. It's mostly very stupid, and yet she believes it with her whole being, and that is so wild to watch. Okay, a couple of you guys asked me how I got started in Podcasting, and then an additional question for of advice for people who want to give it a try. Um, I actually started with a podcast called Very Good Podcast. You might even be able to find it on what I put it on SoundCloud. Um, don't look for it, but it was. I had never seen The Bachelor before, and Rachel Lindsay's season was going to come up, so I'm like, oh, this will be a great way to dip a toe into podcasting, and talk about this new series, or, you know, not new series at the time, but, like, series that, to me that was new that I had never seen, and, like, exploring this world that is Bachelor Nation, right? So I did start with that, and then I had another podcast, and then I started this one in November of 2019, and it's been a journey. It really has. It's been... <laughs> been a long time I've been podcasting for almost seven years that's really wild um advice for those who want to give it a try I mean consistency that's really the only thing I can say find a topic that you're like obsessed with and obsessive about and something that you're going to be passionate about speaking about forever like don't I don't know. I I would I was thinking about this. If you want to get into like the world of reality TV or pop culture, don't hinder yourself or like pigeonhole yourself to even one network or a type of show. Like if you think about it, everybody, all the bigger podcasters that you probably listen to who started off with a niche whether they're recapping a singular show or just Housewives or whatever, they eventually expand out to Bravo or other shows on the network because it gets too hard. Even just to talk about Housewives, it's too hard to just stick to that. It, it just becomes a little bit too monotonous. Even if you love Housewives, even if like you eat, sleep, and breathe, it just because comes hard to talk about that. Every week. And you learn that very quickly. So I would try not to pigeonhole yourself, but you also don't want to be, like, jack of all trades, master of none, like me. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) So I would just find something that you really think that you could talk about every week because this could get old really quickly. Like, I'm shocked that seven years in the game, I'm still very excited to get on this microphone because it's not easy and to do it four times a week is also not easy and I'm mostly doing it by myself um so yeah I would just find something that you're super super hard in the paint passionate about because you're gonna have to sit on this microphone every week or more and just really think about if that's something that you can do long term what was my gateway reality tv show probably the real world the other one that really hit big for me was Laguna Beach because I'm the same age as them. So, like, you know, we're graduating in 2004 and, like, seeing their lives that were similar but also extremely different. Like, nothing about my life was giving mansion on a cliff of the Pacific Ocean. So, um, yeah, probably those would be the two that I think were, like, my two big gateway reality shows. Um, Next question, if I could murder one housewife, Dark, and face no criminal charges, who would it be? And how would I do it? Um, Y'all trying to get me caught up, aren't you? (laughs) Who would I murder? Um, Wee, that's hard. You know, I'm a Dark and Twisted girly, but this one is... uh, (laughs) Who would I murder? I mean, Kelly Dodd <laughs> right like I mean right <laughs> I kind of feel like that's self-explanatory you know like y- you know the vibes you know the vibes and they're not good they are not good um uh, what were my favorite movie show and song of 2023 oh and how would I do it oh oh girl um let me count the ways <laughs> let me count the ways um what's a good way to kill somebody oh I mean if if I got no criminal charges and just like, just like push her, just push her off a cliff. Just <laughs> psychologist, can you reach out to me and tell me what that means? That <laughs> just feels like it would be cathartic, you know. Just maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would feel bad immediately. I'd be like, oh, that's that's a lot, babe. But yeah, just push. Just probably push. Okay, favorite movie of twenty twenty three. Honestly? Okay, so here's the thing. I should issue a disclaimer that I, as somebody who consumes a lot of media, I just don't naturally gravitate towards movies. I'm more of a documentary person, so I don't see a ton of movies. I do this thing every year where the Oscar nominations come out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I should just watch these, and then I maybe watch one, and that's about it. I'm going to do better this year. However, if I had to think... You know, don't scream. I actually really enjoyed Saltburn. And I know that there were a lot of people who were like, that movie was not good. But, like, I just, if I'm able to get in the universe of what's going on, that's a good movie for me. Like, maybe you can get into the technicality and, like, the acting and all that. But, like, I don't give a shit about that, (laughs) you know. If you can get me in the world, that's all I need. That's all I need. And so I was in the world of Saltburn and I was like getting the vibes. And um, so I really enjoyed it. Like, obviously, some weird shit was going on, but like, yeah, I was just, I, I liked that. I liked the movie and I, and I won't and I shan't apologize for it. My favorite show, maybe The Gilded Age. I got to watch it at the, like, I took a little holiday break and I binged see, both seasons and I was like, yes, bitch, I'm here on Fifth Avenue. I'm, you know, walking out of these parties at five o'clock in the morning. I'm touching some man's fingertips, you know, and hoping that he proposes to me at some point. Like, nothing happens on the Gilded Age. <laughs> it's like, Mrs. Astor didn't invite you to a party. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to her ha- house and call for her? Oh, and and that's it. <laughs> that's it and then oh they poor what is the name of that black woman poor thing poor like she's the one who's only ever going through it all the time it's like oh she's going down to the south and people are trying to do racisms to her meanwhile these bitches barely leave their block and their biggest issue is like what hundred dollar bills? How many hundred dollar bills is George Russell going to get so that he can pay off his wife's debt so to move her further up in society? <laughs> so <laughs> we love that. I love that. I like I was a Downton Abbey girl. I love like a slow, slow show. Doesn't matter to me. I'm happy again. I'm in the universe. I, can, I got my corset on. And I can, I can do that. So I like that. I just like to get out of my head. So if you could do that, I'm in. Favorite song? Probably Jungles back on 74. And also Looking for the Hoes by Sexy Red. You know, the girl contains multitudes. I'm talking about me. So. You know.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
0: no get you a girl who can do both right um you okay you asked me if I listened what were my thoughts on the Shanna Mokler interview on the dumb blonde podcast I only heard the clips that I saw on TikTok it seemed like first of all we need to we need to talk about how podcasts will do this slow roll of information because it seemed like Bits of that Shanna Mochler interview came out throughout the week, and every day it was a different headline. So what I did see was a clip where she's talking about her kids with Travis and her relationship with them and how she kind of gets it and chills in the cut because he's the famous one. He's got the money, the mansion, the you know Kardashians, and their teenagers. Like I understand how that's alluring to them. I understand why they might be more apt to want to hang out with their dad like i've made peace with that and she also was talking about how basically since courtney and travis got together there were some issues with her in alabama especially but also um who's the other? a landon that they were like kind of talking shit about her and her possibly being an absentee mother and how she feels like oh you know The Kardashians also come with all of this stuff and how they would be attracted to that. And so, of course, she understands how that might have created a negative relationship with her in Alabama for a bit. But she says they're fine. I don't know. Something about the way she speaks about her kids giving absentee father to me. And so I don't necessarily fully buy everything that Shanna's selling, but I do get how it probably is very much giving they prefer travis because he's got access to everything you know they can meet lil whoever the fuck playboy cardi and they probably it just seems like travis doesn't really um how do i put this it doesn't seem like he's a very strict parent seems like he's very like yeah, you can stay at your boyfriend's house at 15 and spend the night with him. Like, that, I, I could see why that would be more interesting. And also, he's rich as fuck and probably, you know, you're going shopping and all that stuff. Like, that does make sense to me. I just don't also fully, like I said, buy what Shana's saying about her being such a great mom. I I don't know. I don't think either of them are great parents. But I do understand what she's saying about, like, why they might prefer Travis. Uh, The next question is, if I could eliminate two cast members from Vanderpump season 11, who would they be? Um, Lisa and Lala. I mean, we've clearly evolved past the need for Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, granted, we did need her floor-to-ceiling window so that Sandoval could spray his snot and tears and diet squirt breath all over last season but other than that i just feel like you know like they just kind of cart her in and we're supposed to believe that she's walking into tom tom and sitting at a four top with sheena and ariana and katie like no this just not natural to me so there and lala i just don't like her <laughs> but i also even that aside from like a technical standpoint i think her storyline's very difficult to talk about because there's obviously like a lot of legal stuff going on with Randall, but it makes her to me like frustrating to watch because she has all these heavy emotions and she's beefing with people and and there's all this stuff that's happening because of what's happening beyond the scenes, but we can't talk about what's happening behind the scenes. So it's like, she just has all, she gets to have all these big emotions. And then when people are like, why are you coming for me? It's like, oh, I've been going through a lot. And granted, she has been going through a lot. So maybe I shouldn't do the voice, but I just think like, it just makes it hard to watch logistically because we're seeing a lot, but we're not seeing the explanation. But then it's like, people have to deal with her big emotions About something that they can't really talk about. And so therefore, it's like, are these cast members supposed to just take responsibility for the bullshit that's happening in her life? It just doesn't seem fair to everybody. And it's also not interesting if we can't talk about everything that's going on. So I would say Lala. And, you know, I also just like, "Mm, she's just not for me. But taking that out of it, there is the other part. There's also a second half to this that I can't answer because I have seen the premiere. So I'll get into that next week. You're going to hear a part two that'll make more sense when I'm not embargoed from talking about the premiere, right? So so tune in next Wednesday and I'll share part two of why she needs to leave. Okay. So the next question is Kendra Wilkinson from girls next door has always maintained that half was a great man and playboy has been a good experience for her until now. Do you think Secrets of Playboy, which is a show on, I believe, not Lifetime, um, A&E? Does A&E still exist? Whatever. Just Google Secrets of Playboy. And uh, Bridget and Holly's podcast, do you think that made her realize her own trauma? This is great timing because Liz and I were actually going back and forth about this because we are Girls Next Level podcast listeners. That is Holly and Bridget's Um. Rewatch podcasts, but they also really this is their age of realizing stuff. It is fascinating, I think, because they're doing a rewatch of the show, but they're also just rehashing and reminiscing on their time in the mansion on a personal level, the dynamics that happened, and there's also drama happening now because Crystal, who ended up marrying Half and being his last wife, has. All of a sudden, a lot of beef with Holly and Bridget. And so they kind of talk about that. Basically, what I'm saying is the podcast is not, like, incredible on its own. But there are a lot of dynamics happening. Like, Bridget is realizing a lot of these episodes in real time how fucked up things were. Because Bridget is a very light and bright, it's always sunny in Philadelphia in her mind sort of thing. And when... Holly will occasionally be like, oh, do you remember when Hef would say, like, this really fucked up thing about women, young girls especially, and Bridget will just be like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just really interesting to watch from, or to listen to from a psychological level. But um, to answer your question, yeah, we, me and Liz were talking about how Bridget has been flip-flopping. Even currently, like she has, um, you know, I talked about this in last episode about how she is doing a, a lot of press regarding her mental health and how she's like getting back on the other side and getting to know herself. And she also talks about how at one point in this interview, she mentions Crystal coming out with her book, Bridget and Holly's podcast. The understanding that there are a lot of people who are, because of this stuff, being like, Kendra, why don't you come on the podcast? Or why don't you talk about your time at the mansion as well? And she really goes back and forth, even in this, like, singular answer as to, yes, I am understanding the trauma that happened. And I'm understanding, like, I did these things to my body, like getting my boobs. And why did I have sex with this old man? And I'm reckoning with that. But then she'll also say, I have a very different relationship to my memories in the mansion than Bridget and Holly do. And I was just there to have fun and party. And, you know, I get that it was very traumatic for them, but I didn't have that same experience. And I just don't want to rehash it. But then she'll also say, like, I don't want to rehash it because it was so traumatic for me. So I don't really know. It's really hard with, with Kendra, I think, to really get a straight answer for her. I don't know... I don't know if Kendra realizes a lot of things in her life, if you know what I mean. Just looking at her relationship with her mother, it just is giving that there might be a lot more work to be done. And I also think that there are sometimes people who just don't want to go there. They just want to keep moving. They don't want to be like, oh, in this past, if something fucked up happened, they just want to keep swimming. And I think that's kind of what Kendra is doing, but she's not navigating it well. So that's difficult. The next question is about the traders. You want to know if we should know who the trader is as a viewer, or would it be better if it was revealed at the end or when they're eliminated? And also, should the traders know who the other traders are? I like the format as it is. I think it makes for great moments, like in the last episode where Phaedra's meeting them after the roundtable and being like, you guys are fucking with me. Don't do that. I'm playing fair with you. And this goes for the both of you you know, keep it cute, or else. I like that. I, I don't know. Like, I could see your point about maybe not knowing, but I, I, I'm I fine with the format as it is. I, I like it. All right, the next question is to do my dream revamp of a surreal life cast. Now, I guess I have to issue another disclaimer, is that I find the surreal life very difficult to watch because it's dark. Like, they're casting people who are has been really wanting the limelight and not getting it, so it's you know, it's like you, the ilk of a Vern Troyer, may he rest, or a Tara Reed, or something like that, right? So, when I give you my list, I want you to know that this isn't like for enjoyment, this is purely dark, and I I'm not putting people on this list because I like them. I just think that they are the type of people that should go on the surreal life. With that being said, oddly enough, the first person I thought about because he got into that motorcycle scuffle in LA, what, the first year, first day of the year, Ian Earring. It's Iron, right? From 90210 or Miller's Place? 90210, right? I've never seen either. <laughs> but he's um he if you guys have not seen this, please pause this and look at the fight that he got into in the middle of Hollywood where this um group of bikers the video the first video starts with this Steve that's his name from <laughs> from nine oh two and with Ian out of his car punching a bike a biker who is Parked in front of his car, right? Just punching him. And so all these people on the bikes are obviously their crew. So they come towards Ian and Ian just runs across the street like in fear. Like a total I dead ass thought that they were filming a scene from some probably Lifetime movie that he was filming, right? I thought it was fake. That shit was real. But then it all came out that he instigated this fight that he just punched this dude for no fucking reason, and then he wanted to act like a victim, like, oh, my God, here are all these people, who, this biker gang, ganging up on me, and I'm so scared. Like, no, you, what you, what's the expectation? If you punch somebody that you know is in a group of people, you can't expect that that group of people is not going to come for you if you punch somebody in your group unsolicited. So then he acted like the victim, and it's just like, sir... Something else is going on. here. Mind you, his child was in the back seat. So she ends up getting out of the car. She's crying. And then he wants to be the hero coming back to her and like holding her head like lame as a Like, oh, I got you, baby. Like, no, you started this shit because of your bad attitude. And he wanted to act like, oh, and, and those people were not white. He wanted to act like oh, these people attacked me uh, for no reason. And that's not what happened. You attacked them and they retaliated, which is exactly what happens in that situation. Dummy. So Ian Zeering, it would be him. Um, Tara Reed, you know, Brandy Glanville feel a little too obvious. Heidi Montag with restrictions. Not with Spencer. She has to be by herself. She cannot leave the show early because she misses Spencer or anything like that. She has to be alone. And she has to stay there, okay? My next one would be Jasmine from 90 Day Fiancé of Gino and Jasmine. That seems like fun. Um, You know, not to bring up her name, but I would put Kelly Dodd on there. Um, The only person I would actually want to watch would be Saucy Santana. I think that would be fun. Reza, we all know Reza's got his mic pack on his pants clipped at all times. So might as well just throw him in there. Gigi can go as well. Um, If we want to do internet people, right, I would maybe do, like, a Tana Mojo, and you always have to have a random old person, no shade, no shade, random old person who's like, everybody's like, who are you? Oh, and again, I would just like to say no shade, but it would be my choice, Reginald Val Johnson, aka Carl Winslow from uh, Family Matters, the dad, so that would be my choice. Okay. Next question is, what do I like to do in my spare time? Sleep. I like I like a nap. I also like all things food, so I like going to new restaurants. But I also really enjoy cooking. I really enjoy baking. Um, so that's my jam. Um, I've also really gotten into astrology lately. Not so much. mm, How do I say this? Like, I'm a pretty textbook agnostic, and so I always like to learn and see what the girlies are up to, right? And There's been a lot of manifestation TikToks coming up on my For You page. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take all of this in, but I do just want to see what the rub is, right? What the girlies are talking about. And I'm finding that a lot of manifestations are like, cast off as witchy, but we do these things in our everyday lives without even thinking about it. And, you know, like people say, even even the statement like, if you're single and you want to be in a relationship, oh, when you stop looking, you'll find that person and it that's like basically manifestation if you put it out there that that's what you want and then just let it go let the universe handle it and live your life then that's when those good things will come into your life that's basically manifestation that's you know things that we find in our everyday lives so you know there's always a connective tissue with religions spiritual practices ways of thinking then i'm like okay The things that I'm hearing manifestation are also not different from the things that I would hear in church that I went to growing up. So I've been finding that very interesting. Um, But I do find, like, everybody kind of has their own interpretation of what it means to manifest things, to explain it to others. And I like to think of it as, like, 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 remember being a kid and you had a birthday party coming up. Like the birthday party's on Saturday, and all your friends are gonna be there, and you're getting the little Caesars pizza and your favorite ice cream and you're gonna wear the dress and like blah blah blah. And like you're so excited. But our parents didn't teach us to, you know, wake up on the Tuesday and be like, Oh, it's not Saturday yet. You wake up and you're like, Oh my god, I've got four more days until the the party, right? So manifestation is like you have something in the future that you believe, you know, it's going to happen. I know I'm going to have this birthday party and this is going to be the best day ever. And so you are just confident that that's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. So you don't really worry about the future. You just prepare for it and you prepare for like, who am I going to be to be my best self? What dress am I going to wear? What's my hair going to look like? What are my shoes going to be? What do I want to feel like? What do I want that day? What's going to make me feel most special? And like who, What? what's going into being that person, the birthday girl, right? So is this making sense? <laughs> it's like rather than being upset that things aren't happening, you're just excited because you know that thing is going to happen. And then in the meantime, you put in the prep work to make sure that when I am there, all my tools are at the ready, and I'm gonna be the baddest bitch in my life, and in yours too, and you can't take it. So that's what I've been learning. And I don't know, my other hobbies include just being like the baddest bitch on the planet, and that that takes up a lot of time for me. Um, What is my favorite show to watch of all the shows that I review on the podcast? Um, It used to be Potomac, I don't have that anymore. (laughs) and um so i would say like maybe sister wives and you know i mean last season of vanderpump rules was you know appointment television for your girl so maybe that one i'm hoping it'll be even if it's as half as exciting i would still be very excited about this season of vanderpump um what do i think that mariah carey still speaks to nick cannon or do i think that they co-parent through nannies etc um i think that like you know, if Moroccan and Moreau are talking to him on iPad, on FaceTime, that she'll be like, hey, you know. And I think she, like, probably keeps it cute with him. But, I mean, does Nick have time to speak to Mariah is the question. Like, she? he might be busier than her at this point. You know, she's running an international pop star empire, and he's got 75,000 children. Like, he's very busy. He's very busy. So I think it's, like, probably Facetimes, And, you know, when he wants to do his... Photo shoots every spring, summer, September, then maybe she's there in the background. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.
1: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Um, The next question, if I were on The Traders, would I want to be a faithful or a trader? I would... I would want to be a faithful but i think i would probably make a good trader because i just don't think people would suspect me um to be that duplicitous maybe they would i don't know (laughs) maybe i'm getting myself wrong um but i do i would make a good trader but i would want to be a faithful i would want to be a faithful because you know what as soon as i had to do something that was like too physically taxing i'd be like you know what fuck this you guys (laughs) I'm a traitor. All of you guys are fucked. I don't I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, they'd be like I'd be like Deontay, like Kara left the epis Kara left the show. But on episode three, like there with no, no explanation, I just left, okay? <laughs> um, how many days would it take for me to kiss C T on the lips? Um, well, consent is key, okay? So I also don't operate like that in, in my real life. You come to me, okay? So I might give you a little cutie eye from across the corner. I might, you know, wear a you know a top that gives you a little little shimmy in a show. <laughs> I won't do that, but <laughs> but I don't hit on men. They, well, I don't do that, so so it wouldn't be that he would be kissing me. And how long would it take? Not long, not long. Okay. Uh, the next question are, what are the top two VMA moments that come to mind? Um, Ooh, um, mm, top of my head, Diana Ross, just jiggling Lil Kim's titty while she had that decal on her nipple. And then probably, Ooh, for some reason, (laughs) unfortunately, um, Al, weird Al, did he come down from the ceiling with like his butt cheek exposed or was that Howard Stern? (laughs) Maybe that was Howard Stern. Yeah, that was, I mean, memorable for the wrong reasons. Maybe I'll just pivot to, like, Madonna and Britney and Christina, them kissing. That was the moment. And then they cut right to Justin Timberlake's reaction, and he, like, had to keep it real cute. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Um, if I could get the truth slash answer for one true crime case, what would it be, bitch? <laughs> Jean Benet Ramsey. I mean, you already know, girl. Um, next question. Who am I betting on in a fight with Gypsy Rose and Natalie Nunn? Somebody also asked me if I knew what happened. So if y'all didn't hear, there were some DMs exchanged between Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Bad Girls Club slash, uh, bad, baddies, whatever the fuck on Zeus, Natalie Nunn, which turned out to be fake. But then I watched a video where Natalie Nunn was drunk coming out of some club talking about how they actually did have a conversation after those fake DMs were released and that Gypsy was like, Oh, you know, like obviously that wasn't me. Like basically she was telling Natalie to beware of blue checks and, you know, just like she was dropping her little piece of internet safety and literacy. And Natalie is always trying to fight people. She's talking about how like I'm I'm good to walk around in these streets of LA. Like, what are you talking about? With regard to Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Gypsy is, I don't even know if Gypsy's allowed in L.A. So I don't think she's got shooters. I don't think Ryan's her shooter. And anybody's about to get you from Gypsy Rose Blanchard's crew. I just don't think that's going to happen. And then she talked about like, oh, what does she do about a blue check when I got this blue bag? Girl, girl, it was a, she claims, she claimed that nobody else in the world but her has this Louis Vuitton Blue speedy bag. Now Google says very differently, but Natalie Nunn was also drunk. So I say all this to say who would win in a fight? Gypsy Rose <laughs> Gypsy Rose. I think she already has one. I think she already has one. Let's be real. Um if I had to hang out with a housewife or a Bravo person, who would it be and why? Um probably Ariana we've got mutual friends. We've spoken before. It just seems like the easiest thing. Um, Say Arian Maddox. Um, You're re-upping your request to hear my thoughts on the nine-month cruise. I I don't know. You know, like, I know that there was some issue with uh, wine running out. They went through the Drake Passage. It doesn't seem like anybody's died. There was uh, water in the main cabins and leakage and, and flooding happening inside. So that seems like a disaster. Um, seems like somebody got COVID. I'm only getting the bits and pieces. I'm not like too heavy into it. So you probably know more than I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm What TikTok am I interested in now? Um, I keep getting this random man in Atlanta shit because she brought the baby daddy back and now she's like acting like it's all peace and love. I also don't give a shit about that, but that's all I'm inundated with so I really haven't been on TikTok lately because I don't care so I'm sorry (laughs) next why did I stop recapping Potomac and Miami because for Potomac I'm finding uh, the feelings coming up to be misery nobody online wants to talk about it and I just it's difficult for me to like carry this muck and mire that's happening I'm not enjoying it doesn't seem like anybody else is enjoying it. So I don't know if you guys want to hear my um, recaps of it. And granted, I do though that most of my recaps are me ranting and raving about things that I don't like. But this is different. I just don't—I'm I'm not feeling the spirit. Miami, honestly, the other part of that is that it's a lot of shows to recap for Housewives a week. And it's just, like, a lot. So I got to get to, like, the, the good stuff. And unfortunately, it's not Potomac. I wish it was. I would love to talk about Potomac. I would love to, but I just can't. Um, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Ooh, the next question is What are my thoughts on Monica from Cheers' son being arrested on um, uh, having images of child sex abuse? Ooh, <laughs> damn. My first reaction was like, this bitch cannot get a break like not you know what I mean like it's just like how many people like that can you have in your life that are so close to you and I, I'm not blaming her I'm just saying like from a perspective it just seems wild that this keeps being a theme in her life and just energetically I'm just like damn girl what's going on there um obviously like I think this is a horrible if you guys didn't know monica Alda- aldama's son was arrested last week i think but it just came out a couple days ago that he had 10 counts of possessing images of sexual abuse against children and like i'm not even going to go into the details but it's not i'm i i do not want to like say anything's worse than what jerry did you know there's not like a tier of child sex abuse that is worse than the other but it seems like maybe the children that he was abusing were even younger than the ones that jerry is in jail for and that's distressing it just i just can't believe that this drama keeps happening and it's very very dark real dark and upsetting I can't her son. Dog, like, like that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. And so fucked up. And I mean, clankety clank bitch, like lock him up. The next, what girls TV show characters would I hate and love to hang out with, and why? Um, I would hate hanging out with Jessa or um what's Hannah. I Hannah smells Hannah, Hannah looks like she smells and probably does. And Jessa just has the kind of energy that I don't like to be around, just like manic, uh, um, not squirrel, um, raccoon, raccoon energy that I just don't enjoy. Um, You just never know if she's going to bite you or if she's going to look cute. And I just, that's not for me. Um, Shosh, I think I would enjoy being most, she reminds me of a girl that I went to high school with who, we were in, gosh, maybe social studies, and she looked down at my hands and she was like, You have got to pick a shape for your nail, square or round, okay? So <laughs> she really, she dead ass meant that. And that honestly, not even getting changed a lot for me. It, it really did. So yeah, probably Shoshana. I feel like Marnie would try too hard with me, you know what I mean? And like buy me a free drink and just try to be extra liberal. And, and careful and conscious and woke around me. And I just like, that would be a lot. Like, I'll take the drink, but no, thank you. <laughs> Next, would I consider a recap of Amy Roback and TJ's podcast? Uh, okay, so <laughs> despite the fact that I am posting about them damn near every week on Instagram, I've not actually listened to the podcast because the headlines and the context behind the headlines seem to be horrific enough. So I will say that I did promise in one of the posts about them that I feel like they're not going to be together much farther past Valentine's Day. So I am planning on listening to preemptively their breakup podcast. But, you know, that's just up to them as to when that happens. And honestly, that's another great reason to follow me on on Instagram, because the shit that comes from their podcast is like, you guys need to break up immediately. Should have never been together. Amy is miserable. That is very clear. And their whole relationship sounds awful. I am shocked that every week they get on a microphone and admit any of the things that they admit. And it's such a journey. It is such a journey. Um, The next question is, what is the cringiest thing that's happened to me on the Internet? I mean, probably. I have a tendency and I don't know why this happens. I will post about random white people and the shit will go so viral. So if you guys didn't know. I'm going to apologize to you right now. If you've heard of White Boy Summer, that was my fault. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry about that, okay? I'm sorry for unleashing Chet Hanks on any of you guys in any capacity. I just saw that video. He had posted it. It had been, like, three minutes old that he had posted it on Instagram. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is this man talking about? I put it on Twitter. And I'm still getting retweets about that to this day. That was, like, three years ago. So, yeah, that's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me on the internet. And hopefully, it remains the most cringy thing. Um, oh, same question. An unsolved, unsolved true crime story that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, John Binet. That's really the only one. Um, my legit favorite brown child from uh, Sister Wives? Uh, probably Aspen. She seems shady and I like her hair. Um, what is my favorite book or the last great book I read? My, f- oh, I'm blanking on the book already. Oh my gosh. It, um, Hold on, pause. The last great book that I can think of is a book called The Paris Wife. And it's all about F. Scott Fitzgerald's first wife and his eventually leaving her and like their relationship. It's fiction, but it's, Really good. Like I, I found the writing to be really interesting. I haven't been reading in the way that I want to as much. So the last book I read was probably "The Woman in Me" Britney Spears. So I, I need to get back in my bookworm era, and I'm, I'm trying to. So you know, if you guys want to DM me any recommendations, I like memoirs. I like uh, historical nonfiction. Uh, biographies autobiographies not they don't have to be celebrities they could be historical um and just like I just want like I just want to be like oh you know what I mean I just want a book that's like oh and I like can't wait to read it so if you can give me a a book that gave you that feeling I won't do the noise again (laughs) but yeah then recommend that to me all right, the next question is What is my top diva pop cultural moment of all time? Um, i.e., Mariah Carey saying, I don't know her about JLo. Um, mine would be Patty LaBelle was on the Tyra Banks show and they're doing a segment, a food segment about cupcakes. And I think this lady is Carla, the cupcake lady. I think her name is Carla, but it seemed like they were going to be passing out these cupcakes to some of the audience members after they did the segment, so Patty lifts up the cupcake, one of them off the tray, and says it has paper because they were, like, kind of playing with the cupcakes. So she was trying to show the audience, like, yeah, we're touching the cupcakes, but they've got paper on them, so they're not, like, touching them, right? But Carla just assumes that Patty thinks, like, she wants to eat the paper, and Patty is standing behind her, getting more and more pissed off that this woman is like, don't eat the paper, Patty. She's like talking to the audience, and the audience is cracking up to the point where they have to stop the segment and be like, Patty, what are you saying to <laughs> them? Patty's looking at the audience like, why would she think that I wanted to eat the paper? Why would she say that? And so the lady's like, what, what's going on? And Patty's explaining, I was telling them that it had paper on it because I was touching the cupcakes, And, you know, like, I was just trying to explain to them, why would you think I wanted to eat the paper? (laughs) And then she says under her breath, must everything be a contest? (laughs) I love Miss Patty. I really, really do. Oh, my gosh. What would be another moment from that? Oh, oh, this is something that I think about all the time. Whitney the Houston versus Wendy the Williams. This was back when Wendy had her radio show. Whitney called her, I think this was after the Diane Sawyer interview. Wendy clearly had some opinions about that that she shared on her radio. So Wendy calls her, and you can hear this recording. Somebody ripped it from, it's on YouTube. And it just, like, imagine the shadiest bitches on the planet just going back and forth with each other. And it just, like, a, a meeting of the titans, and I love it. I I still listen to it sometimes. It's great. Like, at one point... Wendy brings up the fact that Diane, um, you know, the I want to see the receipts quote from the Diane Sawyer interview. And she goes, I do want to see the receipts so I can get a tax return. (laughs) Just going back and forth. Uh, I miss miss both of them. Where is Wendy Williams? Where is she? Where is she? Next question. Is podcasting my main source of income? Yes. Is it a mix of pet sitting or do I do other things too? So, no. I mean, I do still pet sit, but I'm basically like – winding down ish it's definitely not my main source of income i don't actively seek clients it's basically referral only and i just have like you know my few that i handle and i love them but yeah it's basically more like a you know labor of love sort of situation um wow here's a shocking question who is my favorite dugger I gotta tell you, babe, that has never once occurred to me that there is a possibility that anybody would have a favorite dugger. Um, So, uh, you gooped me there. <laughs> I'm gagged. I don't even know how to answer that, babe. Yeah, I, I got nothing for you. I'm legitimately stumped. Legitimately stumped. Uh, here's another tough question. Fuck, Mary kill. Schwartz, Sandoval, or Jax? You know, this would have been a different answer a year ago, but I'm going to have to say confidently I would marry Schwartz. Oh, yeah. I would kill Sandoval, and I would fuck Jax just to get it over with. I really would. Um, Do you and my mom and sister still do the salad lunch thing? Shout out to you for remembering that. Um, This was, like, 2020, 2021 that we were doing – bagged salads, just like, you know, those salads that come with their little s- toppings and the dressings and all of that with a flavored tuna. You know, they do the tuna packets that come in different flavors, like barbecue ranch or whatever the hell. So actually I had taken a hiatus. I can't speak for the other ladies. I don't know. But I'm doing now um like a take on a Greek salad with tuna. So no lettuce anymore, but I'm doing like most of a cucumber Feta, red onion, um, what else am I putting there? Tomato, some other things, you know, a dressing, and then a, a scoop of tuna on that. And that's really been my jam. So, yeah, oddly enough, it has been coming back. My top movie musicals would be, I don't like musicals. So this is very easy because the two that I do like, I love and I refuse to watch anything else. Chicago and original West Side Story. Original West Side Story. Like back in the day. Can't be topped. Okay. Um, Next question. What is my favorite breed to pet sit? You know, I came in with doodles. A lot of people don't like doodles, which I did not know. I love them. I've only had great experiences with them. Golden doodles, Burn-a-Doodles. I mean, they're they're they got they got a lot of energy sometimes, but they, I don't know. I find them to be smart and like sweetie pies. And so I love doodles. And I also love boxers, but boxers will put their weight on you in a way that's like, "Okay, bitch, I would like to have operation of both of my lungs, and that's not happening." They they really like to pile on you in a way. But, you know, they're loving and they're little faces. Oh, lovely little faces. Um, let's see. What is the next question? What TV reality star is my dream dinner date? Um, I would maybe say, did I answer this already? <laughs> there are a lot of questions here. Um, I would say I'd probably go to dinner with a combination of Craig and Kyle because they're chatty, Cathys. I feel like they're. It would not be very hard for me to get some good gossip out of them from people across the board, not just their shows, but the other shows that they dip and dab into. And like, I would like to hear that. So, yeah, that would be a night. I would have a great time. Um, the next question is: As a fashion girly myself, if I could pick two Bravo lebs, one housewife and one non-housewife, to be the face of a fashion house comp- campaign, who would it be? Um, ooh high end fashion we could definitely do kiki from real houses of miami i would love to see her do like a really high end fashion campaign um non housewives i might go with mia from southern hospitality like i could see her do like a sexy savage fenty campaign i would like to see that i also think erica jane could make a good model she had a savage by fenty campaign savage x fenty campaign herself that was good but like really kind of It was bad timing for her. It just, it was a bad time for for that to come out. So I think that kind of flew under the radar. Oh, well, it'd be like that. Um, What is my favorite coffee and why? I love coffee. Coffee doesn't love me, so I don't drink it. I'm a chai with oat milk girl, which um, TikTok tells me is extreme bisexual behavior. Okay, I guess I'm bisexual. (laughs) If, If that's what it takes, then... I guess I am. I'm not bisexual, you guys, but I do love a chai with oat milk. Um, your question, like, what would I predict or comments on Gypsy Rose's release? Um, my predictions for her future would be that I think she, you know, I, I think this is going to be four more months for her to really be in the spotlight. She's clearly going to do a book. She's a- another book. I know she's got an ebook, but I think she'll probably get a, a more formal published publishing house to do a book with and you know I know she's gonna have a lot of ambitions but a lot of those ambitions aren't going to be able to happen for Gypsy. Gypsy Rose is not going to be on Dancing with the Stars okay this is not going to happen. <laughs> she's not going to be Taylor Swift and I'm so sorry for you girl but like ultimately there are going to be a lot of things associations and brands that aren't going to want to associate with her because of the reality of the situation you know. So, I do think she's going to be living a quiet life. I predict she'll probably break up with Ryan before year's end and she'll probably be married again in about 3 years tops. So, that those are me my predictions for her. Um, and gosh, is that it? I think that might be it, you guys. We did it, Joe. We did it. So sorry if I did not answer your questions, but I'm looking through all of them and I'm seeing Oh, one of you guys did ask me a question through dm yeah okay i think this was about yeah okay hold on one second yeah we're done you guys thank you guys so much for everybody who submitted their questions and we'll be back next wednesday with the premiere of vanderpump rules talk to you guys later with housewives on friday love you bye